test. One, two, three. One, two, three. <clears throat> Testing. One, two, three. Chris Toledo Chavez <laughs> hooking my call. One of these days, I feel like we should just put my voice now in the fucking. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> cue the outro music. <laughs> hey man, in my defense, I was like fucking 13, and I thought, you know what, my dad's voicemail sounds pretty dope. Speaking I think I should of mimic 13, it. I'm still the only person here that has uh, their, uh, their driver's license. What do you mean, speaking of 13? What does that have anything mm-hmm. to do with... I mean, you can get your license by 13. Please tell me you're joking. I'm not joking. It's no, I mean... provisional license. Mm, okay, well, depending on where you are, technically it's like 16, but still, like, you can start learning period. how to drive from there. What? I learned you how can to, get your license. I started to learn how to drive ever since I fucking popped out of the vagina, my and friend. And you don't have my, your license yet because? Legal issues. You did not just say I that. I did just fucking say Jesus. that. Jesus. Okay. Uh, anyway, welcome to Tom Foolery with uh, TNK. When you're selling heroin on the side, Thomas, a lot of things get a lot... Black this do. week is Black, Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> Black Tar Heroin, thank you. So segmenting right on into that. Um, no, um, like Tom was just saying, Black Panther and um, Spider-Man, Homecoming. Spider-Man Homecoming is the theme of the day. Good night. <laughs> Chris is having a hard time thinking off the top of his head. I, I am disappointed in you. Anyway, we're going to start off talking with Black Panther, uh, impacts in the MCU, why he's important, maybe some miscellaneous facts here and there, following that up with Spider-Man Homecoming, and then segmenting into our next podcast. We're going to try to knock a couple out tonight. Anyway, Chris, do you want to start tonight? Well? What were your thoughts on Black Panther? Uh, first time seeing it? What, second time, this, this, that, and you know what's going on? We first saw Black Panther... Introduced officially into the MCU uh, <clears throat> during Civil War. Yes. Comic-wise, it's a different story, and I'll give a little history lecture about that later. But. Oh, okay. Well, um, first time I saw Black Panther, um, you already know the story. And I do with the viewers, though. I'd rather not. Um, first time I saw Black Panther, it was... Um, uh, let me see. Whenever it started out, at first I was confused... <clears throat> As to why that was so important in the beginning with... Uh, the introduction scene. Yes. Okay. With T'Chaka and... Uh, was it was it his brother? Yes, it was. It was his brother. Yeah, and his, um, his brother and the ideology that they had. That he had, I should say. And, I mean, it is... Okay. Is Killmonger a good villain? Without a doubt. Okay. I, I would say, villain-wise, off the top of my head, like, top villains for me are Winter Soldier, uh, Zemo, Killmonger, and Ultron. Really? Like, I'm going off of, like, the top ones off of my head. Killmonger because you, me as a viewer, <clears throat> and I don't think this is just, like, for black people in general, and we, we've seen the effects here on HBCU, but I, I would say that because you, during the entire movie as a whole... I believe people could genuinely believe in this cause. Like, you know, some philosophical issues are brought up with Zemo, Ultron, um, Ross is a villain at 1.2, if you think about it, like Whiplash. They all bring up really good points, but I think Killmonger is the first villain you can actually relate to. 
because I mean, the more okay. more so because he's younger, and it's not just you know oh I was I was like like the there's an adoption theme with brothers as it comes to be, but it wasn't just that he was adopted. It wasn't just you know oh I I'm part of Wakanda and I was exiled. It's, there there's a there's a saying that they said in the movie actually, and it says the child who knows no warmth at all from anything or anyone will burn the entire village just to feel something and when you learn that that why that first scene is so impactful is because you learn that that little kid who saw the the Mm -hmm. actual it wasn't just because he he happened to see it like he also knew his father told him about wakanda in the back of his mind he probably knew so when he goes up there he his father's not entirely dead He's bleeding out. Like he knows that, you know, this entire time there's there's a culture, there's there's a family or his, his own people that he's been alienated from, and he he never understands why. It's not like Loki where, you know, you you've been raised up to a certain point. No, he found out like from a young age, and even then he he grew up with this hatred. And the entire time, like he's, I mean, you could argue that you know there there. Are, segments of, you know, ah, oh, black people matter and, you know, black power this and black power that, but he was saying that there are, like, a ton of people that were oppressed. you got to think of the time period that, that kid grew up in. Everything that he was yeah. saying in his mind, he lived through. Like, he, he lived through segregation. He lived through um, discrimination. Mm. I mean, for him, that wasn't just, those weren't just ideals, that was reality. But how old was Killmonger by that time? Well, he knew as a kid, so I mean, he was probably. But that didn't... that was in the nineties, I could have sworn. Yeah, so you got to think. Killmonger is still Chaka. not in full adulthood. Exactly, so he didn't really live through segregation. Um, in this, I would say he didn't live through Jim Crow laws, and during the seventies and eighties. You have to think of the area that he grew up in and what his parents. Oh were no, without a doubt, like. Segregation and black communities is still prominent today. Well, yes, they're So, like, I'm not discrediting what what you're saying. With saying he didn't live through segregation or segregation, he did live, or um, at least from what we see in the type of neighborhood that he's in, and just from the generalized, <clears throat> or just I I would say just in general in how um, people of color have been discriminated upon over the past few years. Yeah, he most likely grew up around a poor neighborhood, heavily discriminated upon, especially back then during the 90s whenever cops were a lot more, um, let's just say harsh, a lot more... Um, no, harsh is a good word. Okay, yeah, harsh. Um, laws were a little different. Anyway, that's that's a whole other... I, I can get into that. No, of course but, um, <laughs> I, I wouldn't really want to get into that until a little later, whenever I bring something up. But... um. The thing is, is just, I understand that, like, looking back now, when I originally saw the movie where he was saying, which, correct me if I'm wrong, he was saying where he wanted to take Wakanda with all the advanced technology that they had and to liberate their people. Yes, that is what, that is essentially what they said. And, but the means he went about it was through violence. So the other sense. question that Brad brought in is, does the end justify the means? In Killmonger's case. Like, do you think... That Wakanda was greedy, or do you think they were justified in their thought process of the world was not ready for what they had? Okay, so, um, I think that Killmonger was 
Okay, so the reason I bring up his, his, his ideology, I'll get back to your, your question in a second, is whenever I saw it, I didn't realize um, the oppression that black people have been through. How did the movie enlighten you to that? It didn't. That's the thing. Looking back at it now, ah. I realize why <laughs> he was so adamant. passionate and, yes, adamant and wanting to go through in that sense in that direction and I can give a little bit more light into it in a second but I would have to say that from a black man's perspective yes and living in the modern age from a black man's perspective living in the modern age yes he's justified um to the extreme where you would do it through violence instead of through um raising a community and bringing down corruption and tyranny in certain areas that um, black people are most heavily affected upon or where it is most prevalent on black people, I think that would have been a better route than just going out all out nuke, nuke the world. <laughs> um, also very true. <clears throat> I will say, like, seeing, like, the city and everything, like, they had, like, I, I knew from reading the comics that Wakanda was advanced, but... Oh, yeah. And the movie, I was like, shit. Jesus Christ. And then I, I realized how much vibranium they actually had, and they were still mining it. Like, what the actual <laughs> hell? Like, what Ultron took, that that was a speck compared to what they actually had. Yeah, like, and oh my god, I'm just so hyped <clears throat> for Iron Man's Mark 85 vibranium suit enhanced with pin particles, nano-fucking-tech, Thomas. Oh my fucking god, I just... I mean, he did have a in Infinity War. I know, but I'm saying nanotech vibranium. It's gonna be pretty cool. That's basically what Black Panther has. And fucking having access to pin particles, like. <clears throat> anyways. Wait. So are you saying that Iron Man? You theorize Iron Man will have both the attributes of Think Ant- about Ant-Man and not not the attributes of Ant-Man, but he'll be able to incorporate it in some way into the suit. Interesting. I'll think he'll have like a like a fucking tomahawk missile <laughs> compressed. To a little fucking tiny, just like one of the little normal ones that he shoots out, and oh, then right when it fucking hits, it's like twice the amount of fucking impact as one of those little tiny missiles, because you could just shrink them down. Oh yeah, man! Like think about cool. it. Yeah, like cool. think about it. Like what was the one thing that Pim said? Like, oh no, I'm never gonna let Stark get a hold of this technology. And now that he does, <sighs> wait, wait, wait. Why? Well, so you think in an Endgame, like that's gonna be the exception? Like he'll like allow Stark access to that technology. He's dead. Him, the prof- the doctor that made. Oh, he got dusted. I'm pretty sure. He- yeah, not- he did get dusted at the yeah, end. Yeah, he's not dead, but he did get dusted. Okay. Yeah, he got dusted. So like, and Ant Man brought it straight to his front door. You can see it from one of the trailers. Hey, it's Ant Man. <laughs> you know me. Like, I'm pretty sure he's like Tony has access to it now. So interesting. Um. Yeah. Interesting. I- well, considering that the whole fight with Thanos happens within the first 15 minutes. How do you think it would have been if Black Panther was also? present at the time of fighting Thanos. He was. Mm, I mean, like, before he got the time stone. Oh, Like, with Doctor he... Strange, mm. like, totally, like, yeah. Well, considering that Doctor Strange did not stop uh, Quill, Star-Lord, from punching him in the face. My other question is, why didn't he just bring all the look, other Look, 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 Thomas. That's for Endgame, <laughs> or not Endgame, Infinity War. Calm your titties, <laughs> alright? These titties about... shall not be calm! <laughs> alright then, how'd you like that little nip slap? Anyways, 
We're talking about Black Panther. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but We're not talking about Black Panther now. Wakanda forever. Oh my god. Now, I think that Wakanda, the ideals that they had, were not. They're not not justified. It makes sense because I also do live by this ideology that you have to help yourself before you can help another. And in that, I mean, if you, well, you can give to others, Mm -hmm. but you have to have things to give. If you're just giving everything that you get, at that point you have nothing. But then again, you do have the satisfaction of helping. So... In a civilization like Wakanda, in a nation like Wakanda, which, fun fact, a nation is a group of people that have similar ethnic beliefs or ideologies, opposed to a state, which is a political spec, political environment. No, you're, you could have said, you could have said political spectrum. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so since Wakanda is a nation, they serve to help themselves first which is which I mean then again like you also have to think about it from Wakanda's perspective the rest of the world is in constant war over whether that be oil yeah um, which is why I find interesting that they expose themselves to the rest of the world towards the end yeah so like because I was in agreement that, that the world wasn't ready but then again at the same time like you know what are you gonna do invade us like <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you could try. I mean, Shield did in Winter Soldier did have those three helica hel helicarrier helicarriers. Yes, helicarriers. Those three helicarriers that could wipe out the population. They wouldn't make it past the shields. And technically, like I don't think Wakanda was even on their like radar. If you think about it. Yeah, but, like, I mean, if she was able to develop that kind of technology in, like, what, 2014? It's now 2018. That's four years of research and development. Still, you have to think of the time gap. Yeah, they may be catching up, but with Shuri, Wakanda's also always advancing. That is very true. So, I'm, I'm technically, like, they really never would catch up. But and I guarantee you that um, if Shuri was still alive, she'd be automatically redoing the shields after that entire invasion. Like, she would be, like, either, like, tripling down on shields or something. Yeah, she, it has been shown that she's dead, and we didn't know for the longest time, which is a shame. But um, I will say, like, uh, I'll talk about that in some day more. <coughs> but uh, no, it's actually interesting, though, because um, setting up for the next generation, I'm pretty sure Shuri and Peter are going to be taking over Banner and Stark's place. Really? Yes. I mean, if you think about it, they technically are, like, the two smartest people there now. I mean, it has been theorized and rumored that one or two of the original Avengers will live... Me thinking Clint's gonna retire. Oh man, I really want to tell you my theory about Infinity War, but I have to fucking wait. wait. No, a no, a newest already knows it. Well, I I want my mind blown. It's not often that it happens. But uh, anyway, we're approaching like I'm pretty sure we're approaching like the 15 minute mark here. So, um, oh, you really want to talk about Spider Man? No, I I just I want to keep us on track today because I want to see if we can get two podcasts done today to catch up. So basically, what I was okay. So like scenes and other other thoughts because we could talk concept all day, but like. I want to, like, start addressing, like, miscellaneous facts that some people may not know about in addition to, um, I don't know, I can tell you, like, why Black Panther was created, actually. But, um, I want to hear, like, some of your favorite scenes uh, from the movie. Um, one of my favorite scenes from the movie, I would have to say, uh, whenever Black Panther's first introduced in the movie. 
The jungle scene. Oh, okay, okay. Let me just say the soundtrack for Black for Black Panther was phenomenal. Dun 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 dun. dun, dun. Like that was fucking perfect. Oh man. Like and, the, and then you just see him like freaking. What? Why is he throwing balls? And the balls just like click to every single car. I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. Oh damn, that was so freaking cool. Well, um, that and um. Oh, and their fighting force, the Dora Mai. Oh yeah. Like, that's like Black Widow clone <laughs> to the extent. Yeah, I think I find it very interesting how they have a whole. Like, his royal guard is just all females. And the other interesting fact about that, I just want to add on real quick, is that if you go back and uh, watch the Captain America Civil War, like, with the interaction between Black Widow actually, like, talking to T'Challa, and, like, there's uh, Dora Mai there, and uh, she threatens Black Widow, and uh, he just turns and goes, as amusing as that would be to see. Yes, I remember that. Oh, man, I'll... <laughs> Which, you know, it kind of, you know, I wonder, like, you know, it spiked that curiosity. And I, I'd, love to, I'd love for for Marvel to at least not at it again in the future. I would love to see it just not at not Because, you know, they, they could have it, you know, come out like, oh, yeah, just, here you go. Just fight scene. There you go. You're welcome. But, like, is that really what we want, Thomas? No. We want to get edged on. We, we want to get teased, like, mentioned, like, the whole freaking... Uh, <laughs> With, um, cat language. Huh? That's a Oh, yeah, that, that meme's still not dead to this day. It's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna keep going. Oh, man. They have to say something bad in the game. Uh, I will bad. say, I, um, it wasn't a spoiler, but I did... I mean, at this point, I'm stopping social media altogether. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't trust it anymore. Um, <clears throat> it wasn't even on, like, the original accounts that I follow for Marvel, because I trust them. But it was, like, saying, uh, an interview with Chris Evans... Um, they, a lot of people wanted to interview him, like, one-on-one, and he said he can't because he would just start crying, saying that this really was the end. And I'm just like, I don't know what that means! Uh, I don't know if this is just because I don't want to, ah, uh, you know. Um, yeah, I just, uh, I, I actually see it, I'm just like, that's not even a spoiler. I can make some assumptions, whether they be right or wrong. I'm just, no more social media for the next few days. I'm tempted to just delete Instagram. But I need it Jesus to actually post on our page. Christ. So I need to like... And we're only following the Russo brothers right now. And I know that they won't... Say anything. Say anything. So I'm just like, okay, I think I'm in the clear on like that account. But my other account? Nah, I'm not touching it. Like, Jesus no thank you. Christ, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you know how to get a hold of Thomas. He'll be just monitoring that that one page. Just just waiting for the Russo brothers to say something. Oh, I'm on it. Within, within seconds. You want to send him a DM? You already know he's on it. But, um... Um, I'll have to say another favorite scene from Black Panther is. Mm, okay, was it? Yes. Was it whenever? No, I forgot. Was it rhinos or elephants? Oh, where they like? Yeah, we are vegetarians. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Just freaking roll up like freaking <laughs> for Okanda. I would, my love. <laughs> I would kill you in the heartbeat. And just freaking, literally, like, all the rhinos are around their side. And she just looks at the rhino and is just like, nah. Come, come on. Come here. Come here. Bring it in. <laughs> just like, I, I own your beast. I own your beast. <laughs> like, I, just, I fucking loved it. <clears throat> that scene and I think the fight scene between Killmonger and T'Challa. Um, Which, then again, I feel okay, like... Okay, that was really good, because, again, I, I love Killmonger. Like, through the whole thing... Uh, first off, Michael B. Jordan is a phenomenal actor. I saw him... I was originally introduced to him in Chronicle, which is a really good movie, which mm-hmm. I... I yes. Did I show you that? No, we talked about it. Okay, we need to see that. It's really good. Um, 
And in addition, I mean, granted, he had like a, I liked him better in um the new Fantastic Four movie. I will say, I didn't, I didn't like the. I mean, Chris Evans was, was good. Like they were both good, but. Aside from that, I've seen Michael B. Jordan before, and he's, he's just a good actor. So, like, I knew the minute that I saw his name pop up for this role, and I already knew, like, previous movies he's played in, like, I've seen what he could do, I knew he was the right man for that job. And him playing a villain was, was incredible. Uh, there's speculation that some of his followers will revive him in the comics. It's also a thing he's revived. <clears throat> um, but just through every scene like every battle scene every little clip like I knew that they were building up that moment and when they were originally fighting for both twice the second time in the suits was even better mm-hmm. cause like you could tell there was like that built up animosity but at the same time like even when they're fighting like they I don't think they really want to kill each other it's just that it's gotten to that point because T'Challa even like offers like you can stop this like we don't have to continue this like, I, I love that scene because at that point um he just like kind of loses his like you know like tempo you can see him tearing up and he's just no all i wanted was to be accepted by all of you but you left me alone in a world where no one understood and it, it was he didn't go on a rant he he didn't it, it was just enough it was just enough and it i don't know i felt every moment of it mm-hmm. and then even even towards the end um it, it's just powerful because he, he remembers what he had said about wanting to see the sun rise in Wakanda, and even as he's dying, like, he brings him there. And, like, rests him in peace, and he's like, we can still save you. Like, our technology here, we could save you. And he's like, why? So, I could be put down in a cell in chains? Nah, even, um, my brothers, uh, throughout history would rather abandon ship than live in bondage. Which I also thought was very, very powerful. I, I really did love uh, Killmonger as a hero, and or not as a hero, as a villain, but if he had been in, if it was him and Black Panther going up against Thanos, do you think Killmonger would have had, like, a really good, like, how do you think that interaction would have gone? Killmonger versus Thanos. I think it would have been, well, with, with um, with the, with uh, Black Panther's power, or without? Because you have to think, but, only, only. With, the, with, with. With um, yeah, I feel like that's that's dire time. Like, I'm giving you these powers back. I know it's gonna be a bitch getting them back from you, but I mean, it's, this is a mass fifty fifty percent extension level event. Like, I mean, I I, I gotta consider like you know, hardest choices require the strongest oh my wills. God, would Black Panther have them at this point too, Charlie? Yeah, you know, they they I honestly I feel like they would combo really well. Yes, that's what I was thinking because if that was the case, I feel like they would be a dynamic duo just like Bucky and Cap. Oh, that. Oh, that would be an interesting fight. Okay, who would win? I got, I got to bring it up real quick. Oh, uh, Bucky Cap versus Killmonger and Black Panther. With or without the suit? Oh, with. Mm. If it was without? Because even with the suit, I mean... But, like, you have to think, like, T'Challa would be similar in strength to Steve Rogers. The only thing would be is that um, Cap would have more fighting styles. More maneuverability. Um, he also, he, if he would have his shield, he would also have that and would be able to pair really nice with Bucky. Um, Bucky is just a fucking tank and is a fucking hard hitter, too. Um, I would have to say, with the suits... Oh, that's the other thing I wanted to bring up, is that I would love to start a series each week where we pick... Um, they can't be overpowered. We choose two people that we think would make a dynamic duo together. You keep your answer yourself. Bunny and Clyde? I keep mine to myself, and we pitch it, and we debate who would win and why. Okay. Like, Black Panther and uh, Killmonger versus 
Bucky and Catman. And you can mix DC characters too if you want to, but I mean, I think we should keep them Marvel. Batman and Batman. Superman, Superman, Batman wins. With time, <laughs> with prep time, Batman's win anything. And like we can't set terms. Like that was actually something I I followed on Instagram accounts that they were doing that, and they did something similar. It was, it was really good. But anyway, I will have to say with the suits, um, I think Killmonger and Black Panther. Well, if they had a synergy just like Bucky and Cap, I feel like they could. And if they did have that synergy with the vibranium suits. And where they can ex- like expel kinetic energy as oh, well. Oh damn, that's good. Too. Like, I feel like they would. Like, uh, you know, you know they would. All right, no, that's just for point for valid point. Um, claw. I only remember it. it took me a second. Like my first run through of the movie, I was like, why is this guy so important? And then like it clicked. I was like, wait a minute, this is the guy from from Age of Ultron. Like, holy, he's still alive, and like he has both arms. Ultron chopped it off. What is he doing with two arms? And then it, literally during the car chase, like, you think, oh, like, Claw's gonna get his freaking... <laughs> what do you think this is? Like, a stereotypical... No, turn on the music, like... <laughs> like <you laughs> he's a really... He's really good for comedic relief and just is like, all right, you know what? If you want something done right, do it yourself. Literally, just, like, kicks out of the window. I'm like, what the hell is this guy gonna do? Just points his arm freaking... <laughs> like a fucking Transformer and just, like, blasts, like, this, like, weird kinetic like sonic shot i'm just like what the actual fuck was that like jesus christ like ah oh, that, that was insane like what do you think as claws a, a claw as a character because i feel i was also kind of ashamed that he got killed off so quickly by killmonger which in addition um a lot of people pointed out that his girlfriend did not have to die and he could have easily um found a way around that they did that to emphasize killmonger's resolve and ruefulness well, Thomas, I will have to say everything you just said right over the fucking top of my head. Yeah. Who the fuck is Claw? Okay, then. Because, okay, only reason... Okay, look. Remember in Age of Ultron where Ultron goes to get the vibranium and starts talking to that one guy? Wait a sec. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. There now you I go. Fucking remember. Thank you. Fuck I just need a fucking reference. Gotta do a little fucking static shock there for you. Jesus. Ah, yeah, like, you to your brain. Did. Jesus. Yes. Um, you know, it's, it's been a while since I watched uh, Black Panther. You know, it's a little fuzzy. Um, I will say. I mean, I also had to write a speech on this. So I, know, I know, like, every. Well, I should say everything, but did I did write a fucking paper on this. I mean, it was more of, like, a rhetorical thing for. Anyway. Anyway. I will say it, it, <laughs> I will say it does it is um to emphasize the wit or the uh, extent that Killmonger is willing to go to achieve his goal, I think it was a good move. Like on from a cinematic perspective, from a movie, from a storytelling perspective. Because at that point you're able to relate to him or n- relate to him and understand him better. For him killing his girlfriend? Yes. Elaborate. So, if he's willing to make... Just, 60 seconds, go. Just like you said, the strongest... The, uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the hardest choices require the strongest wills. That's all you had, wasn't it? Yes, it was. <laughs> like, I mean, if he really wants to achieve his goal, and if he really wants to end oppression throughout the world for the black man, 
and like that's something he really believes in he wants to free his people from fucking chains of society then i mean yeah do you think it was more than that though do you think he genuinely wanted to be king and see what all the quote-unquote hubbub was about so to speak i think he wanted um to be recognized by his people interesting um you know it's kind of like the whole daddy issues thing man do you think that if his advisor, uh, like Black Panther's advisor, had told him and not kept that a secret from him, that he could have ended the conflict before it began mm, by told. seeking him out and explaining oh. that he didn't know a Lego thing had made a mistake and trying to bring him back in, like, peacefully? Yes. I think that would have resolved the... I think it would have resolved... Or, um... It depends on when he would have done it. Like, if he would have done it... Oh, no, because at that point... Why didn't Why didn't T'Chaka do it? If T'Chaka did it, yeah. But T'Challa, like, by that point, T'Chaka's already dead. Killmonger already has this hate. And at that point, I feel like he would try to challenge Black Panther. Or T'Challa. But then he would pro... Huh? You still think it would have happened either way? Um, whenever you're set that, or whenever uh, an individual is set down on a pat and is set down on a course, and all they have known is pain and suffering, it's kind of hard to just. Oh, you said you're sorry. I forget. You know, my entire life worth of hatred just gone. Fair point. But still, man, you never, you never know. I was just curious about that. Interesting. I love the tattoo design style they gave Killmonger. I didn't real. I didn't realize what that was for. Originally, I thought it was like part of like their culture, like some type of like just thing that they did. And then he was like, "Nah, I earned my stripes." And he ex- no, like he explained like each little bump was a fucking confirmed kill. Yeah. And I was like, "Well, yeah. I'm looking at his body, and this fight's about to begin, and I'm looking at yours, and uh, <laughs> well, this is gonna be interesting." Um. I love the fighting style on Black Panther, by the way, too. Like, I really... It was definitely unique. Uh, that is something, actually, I um, haven't been, a- haven't been able... Or, I didn't get to thoroughly analyze. Uh, I've watched it a couple of times. It's definitely different. <clears throat> it's, a, it's, a, it's a unique kind of sound with, like, a, a couple adaptations, but I won't get too far into that because the actual made like, escapes me of that moment. But we are currently hitting the 30-minute mark, and I'm going to give a couple... Maybe, like, a quick minute-and-a-half, two-minute thing on you know some interesting facts about black panther and then i'll let you do the same and then we can cut into spider-man okay so like through my research it's actually interesting because when black panther was made racial tensions were high etc you got to think of the comic industry what are you going to do like make a black person a superhero like how is that going to be received how are people going to receive this how are parents going to receive it especially if they're racist like they're not going to want their kid reading comics like they're going to they're going to try to like you know deem it as a devil but for stanley he said that there was always that there was always a medium where you could do entertainment and still get a message across. However, a story, a movie, a comic book without any type of message is like reading a book without a soul. Yes, and I I, I found that very very powerful. His key words were that he always hated bigotry. That's actually why he created the X Men, why he created the Black Panther, why he created Black Panther, um, things like that to give black to uh. Get or um, person or um, project a lack of representation. 
whether it be in the black community, whether it be with, you know, nerds, geeks, the whole shebang. And honestly, it probably impacted a lot of kids. I, I wish I could have done a personal study or interview to see how many people were affected by reading Black Panther when they were young, as opposed to if their parents had any uh, different beliefs, because... You know, you you get to see this character. He he comes up for the first time, literally mops the like single handedly beats the Fantastic Four, like one of the biggest superhero groups. Doesn't show up for a while. People are like, who the hell is this guy? He comes in. You come to learn to find out there is an entire Black nation that is the most advanced civilization ever known to man. Like, fucking wow. Except Atlantis, it's real. That's for DC, my friend. No. Need to, need to shift your focus. I'm talking about... They're out there, Thomas. In the middle of the fucking... Se- I mean, I live in Atlantis, too. The eye of the Sahara Desert. It's fucking there. You can fucking see the... Anyways. That's Jesus. enough conspiracy. Uh, you know how I feel about mythology. <sighs> um, oh, also, and the fact that Plato wrote about it? Anyway, sorry. I had to mention that. I hate you so much. Oh, <laughs> you know you love it. Um, if you, And if you go back and look, um, Charles... What was it? Yeah, uh... Uh, that's actually for X-Men. I will have to save that for later. Mm-hmm. But um, you could also view... I mean, there was a comparison drawn between Magneto and Charles Xavier. One represented Malcolm X. One represented Martin Luther mm-hmm. King. And again, giving lack of representations, you can see the shift there, but the, they're all white. So, <laughs> I mean, no, I'm being serious. So you do that in Black Panther, except you have Killmonger. And you've got T'Challa. One representing Martin Luther King Jr. and his ideals and beliefs which is peaceful, then you have Killmonger, he was about the more antagonistic approach. Yes. Which I find very interesting. Um, I can keep seeing facts to you guys, and this is to see if anybody's listening. If you're really interested and want your mind fucking blown in the history and more of Black Panther, leave a like, leave a comment, find a way to contact us. Maybe we'll revisit stuff like this where we can delve deeper into the content on uh, into the concepts of certain iconic superheroes and their cultural impact within the world. That being said, I want to segue, segue into my point. Alright. My little fun fact, if you would like to say. Um, so there's been, uh, I wouldn't say speculation, but I can't really find a better word for it because it's not concrete. Okay. Um, that the reason that Black Panther was so well received in the black community is because that it gave them a sense of culture. In the way that, if you think about a um, a white male or a white individual, right, mm-hmm. uh, Caucasian, they can probably tell you, oh yeah, I'm part Irish, part German, you know, Ireland, Italian, whatever. Is Jew a religion? Fuck you. <sighs> I'm never gonna live that one down. Oh, most certainly. <laughs> like Cap never lives that language. You're never uh, living that one. Uh, down. Anyway, continue. I'm sorry, I'm taking away your time. Can can the average black person do that? Where where are you from? Oh, my parents are from the south. Really? What part? Oh, you know, Alabama. Oh, okay. I know where you're where, where where are your grandparents from? Uh, or where 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 do they or like uh you know what's your, like your original culture heritage like you know, being a Mexican yeah we have fucking tacos that's fucking fantastic, you know being fucking Honduran you have some seafood delicacies. Um, black culture, at least southern black culture, is central or is centralized or not central? Yeah, centralized when it comes to like food. You have like you know, if you walk into a bla- or uh, into a uh, southern kitchen, you have a black lady in the back. She knows how to cook 
um, pig feet and some some other bullshit. Gumbo's a really big thing too. But take that challenge class, they'll teach you a lot. Oh man, I'm telling you, man. But like the for example, you know they'll know how to cook pig's feet. Um, back during slavery, pig's feet was considered scraps, garbage, and that's what um plantations owners would give the their slaves. And I mean, even now, like I was saying, uh, most black people cannot trace their lineage back to Africa. Well, yeah, because that'd be assimilated. Exactly. Very harsh manners. Sla- um, plantations owners did not give a fuck about your fucking culture. They wanted you to fucking work till you dropped. And I think that's why it was so well received among the black community because it gave them that sense of oh, like there's 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 a cult there's our cult like not there's our culture but there's a culture per se from Africa. You know, be proud of being a um, black individual in America because you know minorities are fucking oppressed. Like, down to the fucking systemic um, ways that we fucking live. If you, for example, I saw an article over the over the weekend where um, body scanners in airports have a tough time um, scanning through thick hair and dark skin tones. Really? Yeah. And that leads to frisking, which mm. everybody enjoys that. A little, little love tap here and there. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, you know, things like that. And, like I said, that's partially why I think Killmonger, you know, he's justified. Um, uh, minorities have been, colored minor or colored individuals in particular, have been oppressed for a long time. Bullshit. But, yeah, I could dwell into that a lot yeah, more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I could say that was very well said. Like, I, I could dwell into that a lot more, you know, like, like Thomas said, you know, just make it known and, uh, you know, it could give you a whole whole history on um, prison systems and how they periodically target the black male. I'm sure you could, Chris. Oh, I'm sure we can go into a lot of stuff. Yeah. Without a doubt. But, with that said, we are at the 38-minute mark, uh, which yes. actually was not too bad. Um, so, moving forward into Spider-Man Homecoming. I will let you go <sighs> first, because oh, the things that I can say about Spider-Man, oh, I, I could talk about Spider-Man for two hours. <laughs> no, I'm being dead ass. Like, if there is any Marvel character that I know more about mm. cinematically in in the com like in the comics, it, it's Spider-Man. Like, without a doubt, like Spider, like you name it, I I probably know it. So, so I'm gonna let you go. Funny thing is, first, and then I'll I'll kick off. Whenever after. I think we were bringing up um, the Amazing Spider-Man, I forgot who it was who we were bringing up. To. Uh, Andrew Garfield played in uh, Amazing Spider-Man One and Two with Emma Stone playing Gwen Stacy. That was and the thing. Tobey Maguire played Spider-Man one through three. Was uh, it? Who were we talking to about? Um, Lawrence. No, it wasn't Lawrence. It was someone else. I could have sworn it was either Sian or Ashley. And I said, "Oh yeah, um, an amazing Spider-Man, Mary Jane, right? You lost your shit. <laughs> you lost your shit." I was like, I was so sad how they killed off Mary Jane. Like that's not what happened. The original Spider-Man, uh, Tobey um, Maguire, yeah. and Thomas literally lost his. He looked at me with a fucking death stare, and he was like, "What the fuck, Chris? <laughs> who, who, who's the female? Who's the female in uh, in uh, the Amazing Spider-Man?" I was like, "Mary Jane." No, Chris. Gwen Stacy is her name. What are you talking about? Originally, Gwen Stacy was Peter's first love, and then she died. He accidentally killed her. He didn't mean to with the fucking whiplash and fucking. Anyways, and I. I... <laughs> Oh, I gave Chris like a whole 30 minute lecture. I was so fucking, after that, my, I was just like, 
that's it. Like, just, anyways. <laughs> anyways. Okay, so Spider-Man: Homecoming. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Watching a second time. Um, the first time I was kind of like, eh, you know, like, I, who was I talking to? I was talking to, um, I think it was Isaac about Spider-Man: Homecoming. Okay. And I think I'm not entirely sure if it was Isaac, but I think it was. And how he was saying, like, he didn't like Spider- Oh, no, it was uh, Miles, actually. It was Miles. I was talking to Miles about Spider-Man. Ooh, that boy is gonna get a lecture tonight! And he was saying how he did not like it because it wasn't a lot of action. And it wasn't... He he said that it didn't remind him of the Spider-Man... Hold on, listen, damn it. It didn't remind him to the Spider-Man that he had in pictured as a child. You know, web-slinging, you know, like, witty, like, you know, oh, like, trying to jump around his, uh, his enemy, or, um, the villain, his enemies, like, trying to confuse them, to disboggle them, you know, being a little witty, quirky, smart, nerdy, and he was saying... a very important question. What? Did you read the comics? Did he read the comics? Did he read the comics, or did he just watch the shows? You're asking the wrong fucking person, my friend. I don't fucking know. Continue, but I'll, I'll okay. You can elaborate on that. Um, but yeah, that's what he was saying. I actually just I I completely disagreed. I thought that it was a it was a great adi- or adaptation of Spider Man. Um, I'm glad that they didn't give another backstory. Although I would have liked to see how it would have been portrayed, um, given how the MCU does movies. But you know, I I like the different take. Um. I think that the way he starts off and the introduction of Tony Stark. You really get... (sighs) Look, this is the thing. This is something, like, I realized. Or not that I realized, but, like, I noticed. And it plays a major part in, like, Infinity War and how, like, Tony... Oh, it's all about my fucking theory on Infinity War that I fucking saw that I really want to fucking tell you. But basically, it's with this premise, hey, right? Two more podcasts? Or three more podcasts? Three more fucking... <laughs> it's basically with this premise. You see that um, um, Peter ends up saving everybody in Washington, right? Yeah. Wait, what do you mean by saving everybody in Washington? Uh, the group. His, uh, his group. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He ends yeah. up saving them yeah. in those... Yeah. Um, and... You know, it's all over the news or whatever. And then afterwards, Tony was like, "Yeah, man, um, I'm." Or he he was on a call with them, um, while he was on the ship, trying to track down Vulture. And Tony was saying, "Um, you know, uh, oh, I just came to call you, tell you that you did great. You know, positive reinforcement. I never had a connection with my dad, and just like, yeah." He's like, you know, father, you know, fatherly uh, figure, you know, trying to trying to be supportive, or whatever. And he's like, yeah, yeah, um. I'm, I'm kind of a little bit busy. He's like, wait a second, what was that? He's like, oh, nothing, you know. Um, I'm in band practice. I thought you quit the band. Wait, what are you up to? Bye, Mr. Stark. <laughs> Yo, I was like, oh, fuck. Like, okay, just with that, with Tony taking on that role as a father figure is huge, important, very fucking important, okay? Especially moving forward, at least I think, right? Um, in my theory, I hope it comes to fruition. I saw Thomas. Anyways. Uh, anything uh, you have to say about that? The the character to... Okay. How much time do we got? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know what? This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to oh, do. Oh, man, this ought to be good. The, we're going to cut it at the hour mark. Okay. If you want to hear some... Just like my personal attachment to Spider-Man and some miscellaneous facts on him, continue listening after the hour. Otherwise, disregard the hour. Don't listen to it. Don't just, just shit on it. But for me... 
if you care about Spider-Man, you want to hear some very interesting things, uh, to keep, keep listening after the hour. Um, think of it as like a little after show. Okay, so going off of what you said, that is very important. And, and again, like, I, I love how Marvel choose, not only chooses their actors, but like just how well-written the MCU is, because yeah. you, you definitely feel that bond. You see Peter trying so hard to not just be a better friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, but he's also doing this to uh, impress Ms. Tony Stark. Um, the fact that he called him like to be kind of, kind of like an Avenger and like offered him—that's just that's, that's really oh, big. Oh, the ending! <sighs> it's really big, and like so, it's actually interesting because every single thing that Peter has in his suit—I don't—I don't think you understand the importance of that. So, literally, um, puts in a tracer to his suit. He didn't, yeah. he didn't do that because he didn't trust or anything. He did that because he was, a, he was in the Sahara Desert. Completely. Like, there was no way for anybody to find him. That, that was luck. That was luck. Where he landed, that he was able to find a way to get out of there. That, that was luck that they were looking in that area and that he knew where to go. Mm-hmm. That, tra- that tracer, he, he learned from that. If you ever get lost, if anything happens, I need to be able to find you. Like, someone needs to be able to find you and save you. Like, you, you, you need that. Um, literally, Ma- Iron Man 3, Mandarin. Uh, power running so low that he literally cannot... Like, after that, like, he, he's in, like, a t-shirt. Like, he's, like, in a... In a it's, like, freaking wintertime, like... Oh, yeah. That's metal. That's gonna get cold real fucking quick. Like, in, in Iron Man 1, 2, like, going up that high, like, having that freeze. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Heater. Yeah, he, he implemented a heater into his suit. Yeah. Um, literally, Rhodey, falling, with That's no right. way yeah. to save himself, Im- started implementing fail-safe parachutes. First one he does it is his suit. Tony takes such special care of that, and I, I think that's also not only because like he say, he even says, "No, I want you to be better than what I was." Yes, he's looking out for him in all these little ways. I'm not sure the audience really picked up on. Like Tony always learns after every encounter, and like he really does everything he can to make sure that Peter's safe. And yeah, you know he may not show it. He may not always be there physically, except for those two accounts. But I think that that's because. He has an attachment problem. I mean, his relationship with Pepper Potts is pretty rocky. Like you said, he never had that connection with his dad, and here he is, never even thinking about becoming a father, having this kid come along that literally idolizes you. But it's not just like an annoying type of idolization, where it's just like, no, get the fuck away from me. Like, he's just like him, but way more innocent. And honestly, probably everything that Tony wishes he was as a kid. Like, he's he's bright. He's intuitive. He goes out of his way to volunteer and do all these things. He's just as smart. Like, he sees that. And that, like, he's he's setting him up for, like, a better future. Like, he he really bonds with this kid. It's just, like, this is, like, mini-me. Yeah. But, like, and, and then on top of that, knowing that his, his, his parents are both gone. Like, there's no he didn't do his background research. Like, mm-hmm. he has to know. He has to know that his parents are gone. His uncle got shot. He's gone. I mean, you gotta think, like, in the back of his head, he's probably also thinking what he means to him. I think that he kind of starts off, you know, colder, but, like, after, you know, just over time, like, I think he's really starting to bond with this kid, but he wants to be careful because in in his world is also tragedy. Which, um, that's something else about Peter, is that 
He's a lot more mature to be a 15-year-old. Oh, way more mature. He's going through... Like, okay, oh, like, I on a rant. Look, <laughs> the thing is, I was telling Miles, right? I was comparing him to Cap. In the sense that, like we talked about before, Captain America is that captain of the Avengers, right? He's seen oh, that I way. See you know, he's... Um, mentally speaking, he's 25 years old, give or take. Yeah. And, you know, he's still the one that, oh, we, you know, you go to him for the answers or to, you know, what are we going to do, Cap? You know, what's next? Like, he's expected to lead Tony, uh, Banner, Black Widow. They're all in their mid-30s. They've all had, you know, um, more life experience, per se, than Cap has. But Cap is still, you know, the one leading them. And it is very similar to how Peter has to act. In the party scene, when um, Ned told him, Ned told everybody, "Oh yeah, Peter knows Spider Man," and he's there at the party. He's dressed up. He's suited up. He's like, "Ah, what are you doing, Parker? What are you doing? Like, should you do this?" And then, you know, he's just waiting. Or no, he gets a call from Ned, and then he's like, "Ah, damn, sorry, Ned." And then he just, I'm pretty sure he hangs up the, or he didn't answer the call, and then he saw a um, a blast in the background. He's like. First instinct, oh, no, I have to drop this. I have to go and see what's going on. Like, yeah. he gives up on, you know, the part, or he doesn't give up on it, but he has, he knows he has certain responsibilities first. And I'm kind of sad that they didn't, that, um, they didn't include that, where his uncle gave the famous quote, with great power comes great responsibility. I'm a little disappointed. Not, uh, yeah, I'm a little disappointed. I mean, they didn't <coughs> it's also that. true, like, we, I mean... I, I was too, like, you know, you, I mean, well, actually, no, actually, um, uh, I'm pretty sure, I could be wrong, I might be getting my memory slightly, slightly are mixed you, up. Are you gonna say with, said it? No, um, I'm pretty sure he's an equation on his book bag. Um, I, ah, Jesus Christ, this is killing me. There, there's, like, a weird equation on his book bag that is written out in such a way that it literally, um, equals, uh, with great power comes great responsibility and I, it, it's like something something equals something something and it's like this equals great power this equals yeah 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 it's really good i'll have to, i'll have to search it up and i'll uh, figure it out a little bit but um it's it's little things like that that are really important and okay so we, okay. we're doing pretty good um but i i think it's kind of reiterated throughout the entire film because you see him make those sacrifices and, and especially in like right before Homecoming like you see him saying Civil War and you, you see it reiterated again and again and again that um you know like, literally the meme of what do you I, I can't do I have homework like <laughs> and Tony just turns on excuse me like what what do you and um in, in addition that he just he he really does sacrifice so much and um also one of my favorite scenes is where you see, oh, hey, guys, you know, I'm here. I'm about to meet the Avengers. Oh, oh, uh, and Tony says uh, a keyword or whatever. Oh, that's my cue. See you guys later. Puts the phone down. <laughs> hey, guys, or takes um, cap shield. Hey, guys, what's going on? I'm, uh, I'm Spider-Man. And then you and then you see like in the middle of the freaking of the battle and he's just like, Okay guys, so the craziest thing just happened and uh this guy he got really big and oh gotta go and he just oh, you just see him like fly across the freaking ah, But yes, I like that was that because it shows that he's still a kid. He has like that that witty and and um you know uh 
It's what he's Spider-Man attitude. Like, it's just perfect. It genuinely is. And, um... I don't know that. I don't think that could they could have captured like any type of spider sauna more perfectly than him doing something like that. And I think that's also like a little tribute to how um, Peter Parker working at the Daily Bugle always capturing photos of himself. Like that was even the thing in Amazing Spider-Man One and Two and Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man movies. Oh, which we can. And like his, his little thing, and he talks so much. Like, what? like aside from Civil War, like going into it, like um, talking with like the Vulture, the Shocker. Um, just, just the, the commentary. Oh, hey, you guys aren't the real Avengers. Like, what? What is? What is this? Oh my like, hey guys, and just. And I just love how quirky he is. He just tries to like lean up against the. You know, I'm just gonna leave it. So oh, I'm gonna I lean did. up against it. I'm just gonna, you know, I'm gonna yeah. put my hands on my hip. That that sounds about right. <laughs> Literally, like, I got the bike. <laughs> so. I actually put them in the dryer. I'm gonna. But yeah, also like whenever he was um the video of um of the suit recording recording himself of how why would you just <sighs> <laughs> for those of you that don't understand, Chris just got licked. <laughs> um like a popsicle. <laughs> No, but like also whenever he's um in the suit and the pulls up recordings of him in the suit, hey, I'm I'm uh I'm Thor, like you know, just in the mirror, just <laughs> I just love it. Go go to last week, or just in the mirror, just acting out things, and he's like, the after that, you're really cute, you know that is like just later in the day, okay, just that was fantastic, oh, and I love um what was his was it Karen? That's who it was. Oh, I love Karen. Okay. Karen? Yes. Can we talk about why the hell did Tony have an insta-kill mode for his suit? Like, Insta-kill mode. Activated. activated. No, 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 no. <laughs> and then... And then are you, Karen, are you sure you don't want to activate insta Yes, yes, I'm sure. <laughs> why would I want to activate insta- I didn't even know that was a thing. <laughs> and then whenever later in the movie, man... Um, I forgot what he said. 134 different types of web variations. Would would you like a, would you like a review of your web settings? No, not right now. You choose. Shoots it. Taser or no, what? what Taser web? It was Taser. What is this? You said to choose. Okay, can I just have normal webs? Normal webbing activated. (laughs) Oh man. And then, oh, and then the scene where he gets. Interrogation (laughs) mode activated. (laughs) You really don't do this often, do you? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) That's not your voice. I heard your voice. (laughs) Why? And then he just slams the trunk. He's like, oh, it just... Spider-Man jumps, and then he's like, yeah, you don't do this often. He's like, interrogation mode deactivate. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's also... um, (laughs) When I saw this scene again... Shield location? Yeah. And where he puts the little things to, like... Um, okay, that was fucking cool. Yeah. Let, let me that, just say for the yeah. record that uh, Vulture... Michael Keaton played Vulture so fucking well. I'm sorry. I don't think they could have mm. chosen a better actor. And I love the take they did on him. Like, they didn't do the genetically cyber-enhanced this, that, you know. They, they did a different take. But, you know, it was just a family man who has really just good smarts. 
And it's very, very inventive. I mean, to, to do that, like... Which the thing is, like, Vulture, I feel like he is one of those characters, one of those villains that is justified in a sense. Um, I feel like, I, I say that because kind of like with the same thing with your ideology with friends, is the exact same thing with family. Like, I feel like you would have the same ideology as Vulture does. Really? Where, yeah, of course, man. Um, with your wife and your child, I know without, um, I know for a fact, you would do anything to provide Dude, them. Dude, if I was a villain, I'd be Michael Keaton's Vulture. <laughs> Thanks. You're not wrong. That's the worst part. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I All it like, takes is one bad day. No, we're not getting into that. We're not fucking getting Think into about that. It. No, shut up. <laughs> Not getting into that, um, but yeah, like that's the thing. Like I feel like Vulture is justified, but not to the extent that he goes to steal from fucking the government. Which then again, the government fucking taxes us, which taxation is theft. So I do encourage it. But at the same time, eh, you're harming people. So, <sighs> but anyways, back to what I was saying. My favorite or one of my favorite. And this scenes... is why no one will ever promote. It. <laughs> <laughs> oh oh wow, well, you guys are doing really good. Taxation is theft. I. Inc- <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> um, I, so one of my favorite scenes is whenever he has the little freaking thing and he's just able to just swoop in and just go up. Which, by the way, if that was in, if that was fucking real technology, Jesus fucking Christ, man. Ah, another topic for another time. Um, and um. Peter, he, like, ends up grabbing onto Vulture, and then, like, he falls backwards, and you see one of the little squares, like, fall in with him as he falls in, and then you see him, he's like, ah, damn, all right, try, time to go get this guy, he jumps, <laughs> yeah, I just knocked him so <laughs> he jumps, and all you see is, bang, on the floor, black screen, when I saw that, I lost my shit, I was like, no, they didn't, <laughs> and then when he oh. wakes up, and he's so strong too, he could have easily yes. got out, yes. <laughs> that's what I'm saying, oh my god, but like, the thing was, I was like, that was out. <laughs> yes, and the thing was, it wasn't even that he, like, he's just that fucking strong, and he has those fucking hops that he fucking jumps. He's so he's... fucking hot, just so, he's like, just full apart. He was, did not hesitate. He was, like, trying to fucking go through that, through the fucking roof, and he just, <laughs> down, like, sit down, boy. Kara was trying to, like, Peter, are you okay? Peter? <laughs> Peter? <laughs> and then whenever he wakes up, he's like, oh, man, I got a headache. Karen, where are we? Or no, and then uh, Karen's like, seems like you have a mild concussion. Oh, that's great. Karen, where are we? Um, the most secure location <laughs> on the Eastern <laughs> Seaboard. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> and then he goes out, right? He, go- he comes oh, out of the little, shit. he comes out of the little thing. And this is also what I just love this fucking just this fifteen segment this fifteen minute segment in the movie where he's he's in the little he's in the facility, right? And he goes to the doors and he tries to open, he's like, Ah, they won't budge. We know how fucking strong he is. Yes, and that's what I'm saying, like, damn, that must have been fucking like shit. And then um Karen ends up saying, They probably won't be open until the morning. He's like, Great, I have my fucking competition in the morning. And then uh no yeah and then he's uh he just starts messing around with like with the webbing would you like a tutorial on your wedding yes please actually 
Just like learns everything so fucking he learns quick. Learns everything in the fucking suit, and then he's like, ah, oh, man, I'm bored. Karen, how long has it been? It's been eight minutes. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. But I, I, oh, as funny man. as that is, that also just like shows you Peter's fucking like intelligence and capacity to learn, like. All of that in and, eight fucking minutes. And how um, in-depth the the suit is in the tutorial and, like, how much fucking... Like, how well Tony designed the... Um, being able to learn the suit oh, and yeah. the mechanics of it. But, um, also, after that, and he... We are at the hour mark. Jesus Christ. All right, quick closing thoughts, and then we'll continue it on for anyone who wants to continue to listen in. All right, so closing thoughts is, I also thought how... Just keep the thought that you did have to continue. Yeah, that's what I was going to yeah, do. Yeah. Um, closing thoughts, I would want to wrap up on this, is saying how, also, like I said, best 15-minute segment of the fucking movie is, it takes out a calculator and tries to decrypt the fucking lock on the door. The fact that it almost, like, he... And then I remember it was like it cuts out to whatever, um, I forgot what it was. I think it was a scene with the vulture, and then it goes back to Peter, and he's like, "All right, Karen, what which one, what what number attempt is this? <laughs> attempt number two hundred and seventy three." And it puts in the numbers, and then the door opens. Yes, yes. <laughs> oh man, the fact that it fucking works, right? Like, that's what the, thing. the hell? But see, that's the thing. Like, I also speculate, like, by the, like, I just think it's a coincidence that he just happens to find a truck leaving the facility, too. I think what happened is that by the, that by the time that he put in the code, it was already morning, they were opening, already opening up the facility, and he just, I think that would be the most fucked up shit, but I think that's what actually happened. Just saying. I don't even, god damn it. Like, I mean, as smart as Peter Parker is... Just to be able to have a truck leaving the facility at the same time, like... That know. would be fucked up. That'd be really fucked That's up. That's what I'm saying. I like, can just see, like, Far From Home, like, flashback. Oh, my of, like, God. what actually happened. and then, Or, like, better yet, as, like, like an end credit scene. Like, a flashback. All right, boys, you ready to open up in three, two, one. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> oh, please tell me they do that. But, um, any closing thoughts, Thomas? Um, just that I... Prepare for a history lesson, boys and girls. Alright? Oh but no, uh, yeah, honestly, like I, I love I love Spider-Man Homecoming so much. And like there's just so much to elaborate on. Hence why I wanted to do our little little cut at the hour mark, give or take. And then uh, I guess like this will be like our first official after show since there's just so much content yeah. to cover. Oh, I haven't even started talking about Vulture. Yeah, I know, that's what I'm saying. Oh, man. So I mean we could do part one and part two, but that's because that 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 was a whole Different oh, story. Man. <laughs> and to be clear, like, we, we could cut this out and, like, do everything in 30 minutes and 30 minutes. Because I, I could have kept going on forever with Black Panther too, But for me, Spider-Man is just, I know so much about him. Like, he, I'm not kidding when I say I know more about him than any other MCU character. And I'm, he's been with me since my childhood. Hence why we're doing this. So, uh, that said, <clears throat> uh, if you're planning on staying any longer, thank you. Um, please let us know how this podcast is, anything we can do better, anything you like, didn't like, etc. Follow follow us on Instagram if you get the chance. Uh, and if not, hey, thanks for tuning in. If this is your first podcast, thank you for joining us and actually sticking it out and being a trooper for a whole hour of your life just wasted. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to get it back. Time is the currency of life, and you just fucking spent it wasted on it. tomfoolery with, with TNK. Cut the outro music. There we go. I got it. <laughs>
I saw that too. You, you just completely fucked that up. I saw that too. Like you, you fucked it up. No, you didn't. No, you it. fucked it up. You didn't. Even you look fucked at me it. up. <laughs> I'm about to fuck you up. <laughs> oh man. Good night, New York. I really want to go to New York with you. Oh, that'd be, that'd be dope. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Night on the town? You know how many black tar heroin dealers I know in New York? You don't know anyone in New York. If anything, my family probably owns a good eighth in New York without me even knowing it. You know uh, okay, that? I'm being dead ass. My mom actually scared me. Do you know what that sounds like? What? The white privileged male that you are. I am nothing of the sort. I'm just lucky you're the whitest black man into a white family. You're the whitest black man I know. No, I say that because like my mom got heated or whatever, and um, I was just like, you need to like calm down, like let this like all blow over. Because I'm not kidding. Like my mom is intimidating. When she is pissed at somebody, it's it's World War (laughs) Three. Like, like she has to feel like. I mean, she was going off, and the worst part is that she was being slightly prejudiced, which I've never seen in her. I mean. Ever. Oh come on, man! Last time I met Senora or I saw Senora Keeley, she was offering, she was throwing fucking sixty dollars at my face. That, exactly. So you can imagine uh. why I was a little intimidated. <laughs> and she was just going off. I was just like, "Mom, just like chill." And she's like, "No, you don't understand, Thomas. Like, you want how do you think how do you think your grandfather got all of his fucking money? Like, we know people." And I was just like, uh. <laughs> She was just going off, and I was like, "I feel like she's telling me some stuff I don't think I should know about that I don't want to know about." And I was. Just, she was just going off. At that point, I'm not going to lie. I don't know what she said after that because I tuned it out intentionally. That was after I heard that. I was like, no, I don't want to know anything else. Like, stop. <laughs> stop. I want to live my life in ignorant bliss. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just like my mom in the cartels. Exactly. <laughs> well, um, if you're still listening, that means you're you're here for the after show. Ayo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, with, uh, but continue your thought that, that we left off. With. Okay, so uh, I, I feel like at this point, just okay, going that, through, just keep, keep talking. I feel like at that point, just going through the entire movie. But um, pretty much after. Okay, so I do also want to touch on. Well, no. Okay, so we already talked talked about the Washington scene. Where he ended up saving everybody, and Tony ended up applauding him for that, and you know, giving him his support for that, which I thought really shows to like character development that Tony Stark is having, and um, I think it'll play a real pivotal uh, role in Endgame, especially considering how you saw in Infinity War, and how you know, whenever Peter Park unfortunately got dusted in his arms, and you could see the grief in Tony's eyes and his face and just his whole demeanor. Really fucking impactful. I cannot wait for Infinity War to share my fucking theory on that. Anyways, besides the point. Um, whenever I was um, whenever I was watching Homecoming, and it got to the scene where Peter was on the on the boat on the ferry, and after Tony Stark ended up calling him and everything, and he realized you know Vulture was there and everything, and. Um, he drops down and he tries to stop every, he tries to stop his goons and you see the FBI come out and at that point I was like well and Peter's like well what the fuck what are the FBI doing here and I had oh, the exact same thought shit. and afterwards you see Tony said or whatever Tony comes back or comes down to um, 
to talk to Peter, he's like, yeah, what do you think the FBI was there? I tipped them off. I've been the only one listening to your to your voicemails to Happy. Happy has not been doing any like he hasn't been paying attention to them i've been listening to them because i believed in you kid because everybody else saw a 14 year old kid and what are you doing bringing them into this into the avengers and into this fight this has nothing to do with him but i saw potential in you and you know what you fucking um didn't disobey me you oh no you went behind my back took out the fucking tracker on a multi-million dollar suit Mm. and um um you disappointed me um, you, uh, what was it? What was it that he said? He said, uh, that, um... I don't think he, I don't think he said disappointed him. No, yeah, he didn't say that he disappointed him, but he said, uh, what was it that, um... It wasn't that he didn't believe in him, but, um, it was something along those lines. I could have sworn that's what he said. Or, um... I don't know, I don't look it up. Uh, he said something along those lines, and he said something like that, uh, you disappointed me. Um, and then he said, I want the suit back. And that's whenever the whole, the whole thing is that, oh, if you're... Well, actually, after that, he's like, no, if you actually cared, you would have been here. And then we, because it's it's actually kind of creepy, because, like, that entire time, like, it's always, like, a robot. Like, an automated suit, I was like, damn, he got you there, Tony. And you just see Tony just step out of the suit, just like, shit. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, my, my mouth actually dropped open a little bit. I was like, damn. Knowing me, I would have said the exact same thing. But after seeing that, I was just like, well, I just got, we both just got put in our place. Like, <laughs> check me, motherfucker. Motherfucker. You took my. You took mine. No, I just I put one right there. What are you talking about? Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I found the scene that you two were talking about. Oh, shit. Well, um. Oh, you found the scene. Okay. Uh, okay, well. The reason I, or go ahead and keep playing it so uh, Thomas can, um enlighten us on it but the reason why i bring that up is because i just find it mind-boggling how whenever um the the weapon that um vulture's goons are using is using, you know what? Hold up. Yeah. go ahead and play it. i don't know if that's uh, uh whatever from the beginning no 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 you didn't have to restart it for the third time no it's shit away from this instead you hacked a multi-million dollar suit so you could sneak around behind my back doing the one thing I told you not to do. Is everyone okay? No thanks to you. No thanks to me? Those weapons were out there and I tried to tell you about it, but you didn't listen. None of this would have happened if you had just listened to me. If you even cared, you'd actually be here. I did listen, kid. Who do you think called the FBI, huh? Do you know that I was the only one who believed in you? Everyone else said I was crazy to recruit a 14-year-old kid. A 15? No, this is where you zip it, all right? The adults is talking. What if somebody had died tonight? Different story, right? Because that's on you. And if you died, I feel like that's on me. I don't need that on my conscience. Yes, sir. I'm yes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It doesn't matter. I understand. I just, I just want to be like you. And I wanted you to be better. Mm. Mm. Okay, it's not working out. I'm gonna need to see that. For how long? Forever. Yeah. Yeah, let's have No, 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 please, please, please. Let's have it. You don't understand. This is all I have. I'm nothing without this suit. If you're nothing without this suit, then you shouldn't have it. Okay? Gotta sound like my dad. I don't know. 
Okay, we'll sort that out. Alright. <clears throat> oh, that fucking scene, goddamn. Copyright law, damn it. This is for educational use. Ah. <laughs> uh, actually, no. It's only if you, um, you can play the audio as much as you want. It's, um, I don't think Marvel does audiobooks, actually, from the thing. What's thought about that? No fucking clue, man. Um, but no. The fact that, okay, so this is what I was, th- uh, I was, uh, touching up beforehand, where whenever Tony, or not Tony, whenever Peter, um, whenever the gun goes off and cuts the boat in half, Vulture makes a getaway, right? Mm-hmm. All his goons. And Peter's like, and immediately like, oh fuck, the ship's is fucking split in half. Um, Karen, what's the most structurally sound parts of the ship? And he starts going around and um, slinging um, web fluid everywhere, trying that to keep that was the, a Spider-Man moment. Yes, trying to keep the ship intact. And then he gets to the end and he's like, all right. Whew. And then Karen said, you were 98% six- successful. Yeah. Uh, Whenever Karen said that, I was like, wait, what? What do you mean he was 98% su- successful? And you see the web coming apart. And I was like, fuck, no way. He was that fucking close, Thomas. That fucking close. He was so <clears throat> freaking close. If he would have just, ah, just one more just strand of web just somewhere, not would have been diverted. He he would have been praised even more by Tony. But no. He wasn't. And but I will say I think it was very important for that to happen so that he got the char- so that he could get the character development that he got. Because without that, he would have never like the whole scene whenever Vulture collapsed a fucking building on him and then he's like, "Help! Help! Help me!" Like someone can someone hear me and then he remembers, like, Tony's saying, if you're nothing without the suit, you don't deserve it. That scene was actually so much more than you thought it was. And then, at that point, he's like, I, I have to get up. Like, I, I'm, I can't rely on another person. I have to rely on myself. I am the, I am the last call. Uh, the, what's it called? The, um, the something stops here. Really good. Oh, yeah, I know. I had, like, four of them today. I'm sorry, neighbors. <laughs> um... But yeah, um, just seeing that, and I was like, damn, he was that fucking close to it. He was so uh, fucking close. And even even then, like, he even, like, used himself to try to, like, bridge the fucking boat together. And whenever I saw that, instantly, I Spider-Man 2. My fucking childhood. Oh, movie. yeah, that's what instantly, I was saying. Like, Spider-Man that, 2. That, there's actually something on Pinterest about that. I, I have the exact same flashback as well. Of Tobey Maguire just, like, giving his fucking life to stop a, a, a goddamn train, like... So that shows you how strong he is and how his lips are like so strong that the built the bricks just were fucking flying exactly. And then you see um and then you see him like holding it and then like huh this is like why why is this getting lighter why am I going down and then you see like Stark comes in and you're like fuck. I mean it's good that he that he saved everybody and like it, it got resolved but he's fucked like <laughs> shit. <That's like> a- <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna lie, and I, I hate to say this, but at that moment I also felt like a kid who just got in trouble. Like you oh think you're God. slick and you got away with this, it's just like, oh, they were home the entire time. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. You just wait for them to come to your room. So, what was that you were watching? Sounds <laughs> <laughs> like you're speaking from experience, there, Tomas. Oh no, actually, I my my friend. Oh, uh, oh, your your friend. No, I'm being dead ass. Like my friend Derek and I were on the bus, and he was telling me. And about you're that giving moment. out names. 
Fantastic. Nobody knows who he is. But like, he has, like, you ever been kind of just like, no, nah, why? He's just like, oh, let me tell you a story. I was just like, <laughs> all right, then. This is happening. Um, but, <laughs> but, um, whatchamacallit, it, and, and going to the theme with him and Tony and, like, forwarding that, um, that's actually been carried out throughout the MCU as well. Oh, uh, if you're nothing without the suit, then you don't deserve it. Oh, yeah. Because those are actually words that Steve had at one point relate to Tony in the first yes. Avenger. Or, if not very similarly, because he said, uh, take off the suit and what are you? That is right, in the in the Avengers movie, that's right. Granted, his response was really good, uh, billionaire playboy philanthropist, uh, and you see Black it. Widow kind of go, well, he's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> like, but, I mean, it did bring up a really good point. Like, in, uh, in the comics, there's actually a point where he was telling um, Tony that he needed, like, to practice. Like, and even the Avengers shows, he was like, I don't see the point of us training like this. I have a fucking suit. Like, I can do anything you can do, but, like, make it better. Mm-hmm. He's just like, yeah, and what happened when your suits gets, like, EMP'd or, like, you can't use it or something happens where they can combat technology? What are you going to do then? Or what if you don't get the suit? What if you aren't able to get to the suit? Of course. And see, like, that's the thing. Um, seeing the transition that Tony Stark has from the first Avengers to now... Oh, it's phenomenal. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it's just... Uh, he's it's not... The, he's the same person, but he's not. Exactly. And then he ends up referencing his father. Ah, oh, god damn. I sound like my father right now. Like, oh, man. Hmm? <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> and I'm talking about uh, Stark and... Howard? Uh, yes. Yes, actually. We are talking about Howard. Um, but, um, yes. And then afterwards, whenever you see Peter in the hallway because he has detention because he ended up skipping out on the contest mm. and he's um he has detention he has a hall pass he ends up he's gonna go out to the to the bathroom or whatever and then he sees Liz and he's like hey um I'm I'm sorry for uh, ditching out on the uh the dance like you know it wasn't really cool or something like oh no ditching out on the competition like you know, it really wasn't cool. And then she was like, yeah, well, you know, a week a week ago, that was the most important thing in my life. But then I almost lost my life, so yeah, <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> and then he's like, um, uh, yeah, especially since um, I, I kind of like you. And, or that I like you. And then she's like, I know. You're really bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> she's just so nonchalant. I, I, love, I, know. I love Liz. I and love her. the fucking irony of it. The irony of it, Thomas, and he's, and then Parker, and then Peter's like, "Oh, if only you knew." She's like, "What? Oh, nothing." And then, and then uh, he ends up saying, "So," and then uh, he ended up saying, "Well, I mean, I guess you already have like a date to the dance or something or homecoming." And she's like, "Actually, I don't. I've been planning it for so fucking long." And then um, he ends up, "Oh, would you want to go with me?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then it's just, uh, it's just that teenage moment, Thomas. I feel like. Everybody's been in or just just I'm sorry news. <laughs> but um I feel like, you know, a lot of people can relate to that and that just brings back, you know, the kid or just showing you like he's in freaking high school right now. Like he's going doing through that. Any, everything that he's fucking doing. Yeah, it's the same mm-hmm. dude. And he's doing the like he's going through like, you know, those high school emotions, you know, puberty's a bitch. Um you can fucking why the fuck do I have this fucking facial hair, Tom. It's such bullshit. Why can't I just have this majestic fucking beard that you fucking... <laughs> Anyways. I've worked on it since middle school. My mom pestered me for it ever since. Oh, my God. I mean, it didn't come without consequences. <laughs> she learned to shave it off in her sleep. 
<laughs> I gave my left testicle for this beat. <laughs> I came down from the mountain. <laughs> Put some hair on my chest. Uh, <laughs> but, um... But, okay, so, afterwards, where, um, he ends up going to, to dance with her, mm-hmm. to the homecoming, and he goes to pick her up. Oh, shit. Thomas, when I tell you that I completely forgot about this, and I don't, I, I hated myself when I saw this, I was like, how could I fucking forget? Whenever he opens, he knocks on the door, and her dad is Vulture? Oh, Yeah. I mean, like, we kind of saw, like, I feel like a lot of people kind of saw it coming, but, like, I was invested in, like, more of, like, the peter Tony relationship yes. and, like, what other stuff he did with the scene, so it didn't really click. And, like, wait a minute, we haven't seen her father this entire yeah. time. That's kind of, uh... But we haven't seen her mother either. True. And then you just, and then it just cuts out, like, what he's doing in the house. Like, oh, this is cool. It's, like, showing his family life. And you just hear Liz's voice and it's just like, oh, shit. Because you actually hear it before that. Oh, fuck. I never fucking yeah. realized. Oh, shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same. And then and then you hear him telling stories. It's just like, okay, so neither one of them suspects the other. This is good. This is good. No, but see, that's the thing, though. Then he slipped up because like, I feel like, I don't know, like he was like, oh, I kind of like this kid. And he's like, well, yeah, Dad, you know, I wish he did get to come, but he wasn't there. Um, and he's like, isn't that when Spider-Man saved you? And Peter just, his face just goes ghost white. He's just like, he's like, he's like, she's like, yeah, come and think, where did you go, Peter? I'm just like, I had, I had to use the bathroom. And he, but like, they, they look at each other through the rearview mirror. No. And they, you just know. Like, like but, they but both see, knew. It's uh, that, it's an awkward moment where like, you look at like your parent or like another person and like, you just know the other person knows. And like, you know that you are fucked, my friend. But see, like, that's the thing is that whenever Peter walks into the house, and he just sees it. It's just like immediately his expression changes. Immediately, as soon as as soon as he opens the door, he's like, "Oh fuck, I oh shit." And then even whenever he like walks in, and like, do you think Liz his spider out, sense was going off? No, I think it was just from uh, well, because at that point he hadn't seen his face. No, wait, he did on the boat. He did see his face. Because he looked, he like looked across. Cause okay, I remember because um, he saw one of the people that uh, previously um, that uh, had like the the electric fucking fist or whatever, and he saw him talking to him to the to her father, and then whenever they were at the bottom oh, sure. of the boat, his, her father was out in the in like where all the cars were, and like Peter saw him, and that's when the FBI came out. And then whenever the oh, FBI came shit, out and pointed, right. pointed all their guns at him, and then the vul- fucking vulture suit came out, and then Peter was like, oh, fuck. Like, I think at that moment when he saw him, he was like, oh, shit, the doc's connected. Like, I think, like, um, yeah, I feel like his spider sense did have something to do with it, but, like, I feel like subconsciously the doc's connected. He's like, something's, go- something's off. Like, I'm pretty, sh- like, this isn't right. And then even when, because he was shocked, man. Even whenever he was in the house, and like you know, you saw Liz's mom, and like he was washing his hands or something, or washing dishes, and you, <laughs> and you see, um, <laughs> and then you see Peter just giving him a blank stare, 
and just eyeing him down. And even whenever Liz came into like the um into the kitchen and her dad was like, "You look stunning," and then Peter was like, "Yeah, yeah," like he didn't even acknowledge it like that. He was like, "Yeah," and then she was like, "Oh, so I see you brought me a corsage," and then Peter just doesn't even look at her and just hands it to her, and then. It's just like, you know, like, here, like, doesn't even, like, oh, yeah, here you go, like, nothing. He was just fixated on her father. And then her mother comes out and takes pictures of her, of him. He's just, like... And he's staring at her father. He's not even paying attention to the camera or anything. Like, he just keeps... Like, that's the thing. I feel like Peter knew before him, before getting into the car. And then once they're in the car, and then they just have a conversation, like, oh, yeah, like, you know, Peter wasn't there. Or something like that. Yeah, it was. Really? Yeah, it was. Yeah, he's like, (laughs) yeah, yeah, it was. He's like... It's like we're, and then he ends up. Where were you, Peter? And he was like, I was on the, I was on the ground floor. Thankfully, I wasn't going up. I, I saw it from the ground. I was like, huh. And then she ended up yeah. saying, and then he ended up saying, um, oh, um, I'm sorry you got to miss the party, that uh, mm. that Liz had. And then um, Liz what was, was like, the yeah, and then yeah, Liz, like, mm. and then Liz was like, um. Yeah, he was there. He was just, uh, he was like, oh, no, yeah, I was there. And, he, and then Liz was like, yeah, you were there. And then you left. And then he's ah. like, oh, you left, did you? And then, At that moment. Yeah. At that moment, it was and too late. And then they just locked eyes. And then he was like, huh. And then um, they get to the school. And then his he and then her, her father is saying, yeah, let's go on, go on ahead. Like, just, I'm gonna have I'm the, talk I'm, with a, Peter. I'm gonna have the man talk with him. You know, the father talk with him. She's like, okay, dad, whatever. Don't scare him. And then she just left. Mm-mm, little did you know. He pulls out a gun. And then yeah, he turns what around. what the hell? Yeah, he pulls out a gun. He turns around. He's like, look. I'm gonna make you a deal. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you a deal you can't refuse. <laughs> I'm make you an offer you can't refuse. And he said... I did not expect the gun. Oh, yeah. I was like, fuck. And he said, you leave my family out of this? You leave my daughter out of this? I won't... You know, that's fine. I won't kill you. Yeah, just straight up. But... You get in my way again? I'm shooting to kill. And I was... And then he was like, you understand? I was like, yes, sir. And then at that point, he goes into the, to the dance, homecoming, right? And all that, you're like, it's something's off. Like, and he he's thinking about it too. Yeah, he's like, I should I do it? Like, should I feel happy? Like, what? He goes, he sees Liz, and he's like, this is a really shitty thing to do. I'm sorry. And dips. And I'm like, oh my fucking god. And then from there, Thomas, it just gets progressively fucking better. I think the climax of Homecoming was phenomenal. Mm. Fucking phenomenal. Just to I love how he still tried to say Vulture. Exactly. And, you know, just... He goes... I'm pretty sure... And then... (laughs) How he ends up seeing, like, the bullies... Like, the guy that bullies him. His fucking car. I thought that was hysterical. Okay, let's be honest. They turned Flash Thompson into a meme. They made him more memeier than the Tobin McGuire Flash Thompson. I wouldn't want to fight me, neither! (laughs) 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 Whoosh! When I say penis, you say Parker. Penis, Parker. Penis, Parker. <laughs> Love it. Let's be honest, though. That that is like the the stereotypical jock now. That just basically shits on you every. You day. know what? I would love to. 
Thomas, if I could go back in time in high school, knowing what I know now, I would fuck all the jocks up, my friend. Oh, you're telling me. Ah. Wow, that's how you know we're nerds. <laughs> <laughs> so there's no more dispute. Oh, man. <laughs> really? Like, a Marvel podcast didn't just say nerd? No. No. What is that? What, what is that? What does that blurt out to you, geek? Highly talkative intellectual. Geek it is. All right, then. I prefer the... Actually, yeah, I prefer the term geek. <laughs> um, but yeah, like... Afterwards, when you see Peter um, going after Vulture, I thought it was... I thought that scene where he ends up tracking him down, because, uh, yeah, he followed his, his cell phone. That's what it was. And, um... <laughs> When, um, what was, what was his friend's name again? Ah, fucking, it's slipping my mind right now. Um, Ned, thank you. Whenever Ned is in the computer lab and he's like, the guy in the chair. <laughs> he's just rolling around, he's like. Oh yeah, you're the guy in the chair, literally in a computer lab, all alone. What is the first thing he do? Pulls up porn to cover. Did you forget about that? I knew, okay, that's what I was about to bring Tinder up. walks in, I can explain. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to fucking pull that up. <laughs> or I was about to say something about that. Okay, so like he ends up, um, he like uh, types I mean, in. Props for cover up. That's oh, like excuse. without a doubt. But, but like, like, damn, he just goes, "I don't want to ever see you here again." <laughs> if you give him a tip or anything, just I don't want to see you here again. <laughs> and then he ends up um, trying to get a hold of Happy, and then he's like, "Happy, I'm an associate of Peter Parker." And then he's like, I don't have time for this shit. It just clicks. He's like, fuck. And he goes back. How do you have to <laughs> Yeah, exactly. He's like, how do you? <sighs> Whatever. And then he just ends up clicking out, right? He goes back to Peter. He's like, fuck. Uh, all right. Well, uh, you know, do this and that. Where are you going now? And then he's like, what are you doing? I'm watching porn. I can explain. Um, but then whenever, you know, Peter ends up going to see Vulture. And the thing is that when the modification onto Vulture's suit, I didn't know... Like, beforehand, it wasn't... It didn't have an AI. It couldn't fly around by itself, could it? Oh, you know, that was all him. That's what I'm saying. Like, and afterwards, whenever, like, after he gets his upgrade, like, it can finally just fly around like that, which I thought was, like, a notable upgrade. And was reminding me almost of the Goblin. Because, you know, the Goblin has his fucking hovercraft. I'm very... Because we know he's going to come back. Because you got to think about it. It's not going to be an overdone character. They, Marvel wants to get all the characters out of the way that they never got to touch on. Um, which I'm very curious to see how they do Mysterio, but oh, they've only right. done every villain once. Except, well... No. I'm telling you, because Electro and Green Goblin, they never really got to touch on Rhino. Because at the very end of Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Amazing Spider-Man 1, that was all the lizard. Yes. 1 through 3, Venom... Dr. Octopus and Green Sandman. Goblin. They've never done the Sandman. same. Uh, and Sandman. And New Goblin, technically. Yeah, that's what I was thinking about. Green but Goblin they and ne- Goblin. they've never done the same character. They've never done the same one twice. Like, Fantastic Four, that whole thing. Like, they've done Doctor Doom multiple times. They've never... That is very true. Yeah, yeah which I find interesting. Well, of course, you <coughs> have to think. Actually, I'd be interested to see an iteration of Kingpin in MCU. Oh, but most likely without a doubt that's gonna happen. They're talk actually they're talking about um I mean Wilson Fuss was good, but they're talking about having like a black version of Kingpin. I forget his name. He's played in a lot of movies, but he'd be really good. He he technically played Kingpin in the original Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. 
We're not going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, Back when, before Marvel movies were good. I mean, Marvel has never really made a bad Marvel movie. We just don't talk about that one. Anyway. <laughs> but, no, nah, man, like, you, you bring up, like, a lot of good points. Oh, come on, you of... talk shit about the Hulk. Yeah, but that wasn't part of, like, the MCU. That's what I'm saying, like... Was that done by Marvel, though? Was that ever done by Marvel? Universal, technically. Well, there you what, go. Affiliate, Marvel's never... There you go. Affiliated with Marvel. I mean, technically, Sony's affiliated with Marvel, and... X-Men. Yeah, they took away Venom. I, I like the X-Men series. I like X-Men. Uh, we don't talk about the Fantastic Four. Um, the new Fantastic Four we don't talk about. Yeah, original was still way better than the new one. We don't really talk about the new one. Really? I haven't even seen the Anyway, movie, so I mean. off topic. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... But no, like, um, that scene where he has to lift that up. First of all, like... Oh, yeah. Okay. That's literally an entire building on him. Yeah. I don't think you understand, like, how iconic that scene was, which I, I think a lot... So, there... I'll have to pull it up on my phone. <laughs> thank okay, God. thank God. Well, uh, we uh, had a little bit of a, of okay, a scare there, there. Yeah, I almost thought... Sorry about that. <clears throat> anyway. But, no, there is, um... There is a point where... What's the finger today? No, Thomas, what? Spoilers. No, it's not that. Okay, I was about to say. No, there's like I felt like a lot of um. Ah, goddammit. Uh, give it, give us one second. I gotta, I gotta save these to my special little. Oh my here. fucking god. Okay. Cause I want, I want to make sure I show you the scene before I actually talk about it. Because it's it's really good, and if mm-hmm. I can find it. Mm-hmm. Well, then again. Okay, I'll have to show you after and um. Because this is actually very important. So there's a scene where Dr. Octopus finds out his identity. Uh, oh. He has an underwater lair. So, uh-huh. mm-hmm. Hmm. I think he might be affiliated with the Sinister Six, Sinister Six around this time, but I, eh. Anyway, um, there's like a really heavily automated door. It's like the full-on like fucking uh, secondary entrance door mm-hmm. where like Peter Parker's like, like this big... With something this fucking like yeah, yeah. So um, but like Doc Ock pins him there. Like it's like cross section. He's like just pinned, with like uh, like just like literally has like no way. Like he has to like merely push himself up, and then like lift it off. That's a lot, especially with no momentum. That's that's a lot. Yeah. So, um, but he thing is is that he threatened his aunt May. Yeah. Like, the, if there's anything you ever take away from any Spider-Man comic, it's you... If you if you decide to fuck with his family, I'm sorry, he is willing to kill you. Um, he's killed Venom. But see, Venom... Mm, Venom or Venom Sos? Mm, because technically Venom is a symbiote. Both. Oh, shit. Yeah, because... Yeah, so... It, it's really messed up. So, um... Anyway, I'll, the first one that I'll do is that, I mean, he... He brutally beat Doc Ock. I mean, like, he acknowledged, like, who he was, but, like, you you don't fuck with... You don't fuck with that man. Because what happened is that he was... It was actually, like, a very similar moment of, like, um... He's just a kid. I think that him calling out for help, that's very, very important. He is 14. 15. Sorry, fi- he's 15. 15 years old, Chris. 
I think that was so important because that really emphasizes that this is a kid who's scared. Yeah. He is scared. He does not know what to do. He is, he is literally having a panic attack Which right reminds now. me of the, um, whenever you were telling me the time that the first time Peter Parker accidentally killed someone. Yes, that is true. Uh, Spider-Man has killed before. Um, <clears throat> and I will get to that. Like I'm saying, like you will learn a lot through me just talking here. <laughs> um, so first this, then the killing thing, and then the other thing. But, um, so many things. Yeah, I know. But, uh, oh, yeah, man. so this, um, and I'm, I'm saying this because in addition, you learn that through one of the, like, the, one of the comics where Peter's still, like, a young kid, because he grows up, um, like, to, like, in his 30s, like, as the comics, um, excuse me, continue. One of the reasons he, he wore the mask originally wasn't only to hide his identity, he did it so the criminals didn't see how scared he was. Yeah. He didn't, his reason for wearing the mask changed later when he got older, because he realized, like, what he had to lose. I mean, he always knew, but, like, things got, like, more dangerous, and, you know, <clears throat> all of that. associated, more Especially after Gwen Stacy died. I mean, it, yeah, that, that also severely traumatized him for, like, a long time. Uh, even while he was with Mary Jane, like, they're clearing out storage, and he finds a picture of her, and he never told Mary Jane about what happened to Gwen Stacy. And she asks what happened, and his, like, whole demeanor just shifts. Yeah. And he ends up telling her and, like, crying about it. Because, like, she, she never knew. Like, no one, like, knew the official story until, like, he told Mary Jane. And he's always had to, like, live with that. Like, how do you how do you explain that to, like, the parents? Oh, yeah, sorry, I couldn't save your daughter. Like, and the worst part is that it was my fault she died. Like, but yeah. <clears throat> is that even Going to their funeral and not being able to tell the parents I'm sorry? Like... Is that, he, is that ever addressed? Uh, yeah, it's, oh, it's addressed. Oh, it, it's addressed. Like, there's there's a whole article that's addressed. Um, she And I'm pretty sure, like, he doesn't get with Mary... Like, that, after that, like, he does not get with Mary Jane for, like, a, until, like, a long time later. No, but I mean, like, is it addressed where, um... The Spider-Man tries to save Mary... Or tries to save one Stacy, and she ends up dying, and then, like, what does he do next? Just leave the body on the concrete floor, or like. Oh, that's um, what I'm he and then like, fought. He went after. Oh, that's. He went after Green Goblin to kill him. Shit. Yeah. Um, he he took the body, you know, called nine one one. Um, that is addressed, and Captain Stacy is the one he has to call. Um. And there's like a little like arc where he's like kind of manhunted for a little bit until like they know what happened, but knowing it was Green Goblin's fault, but they didn't know like the official story. <clears throat> and um, you know he goes to Green Goblin with the intention to kill. Like he's about to kill him. Like he has him pinned up against a brick wall, like ready to fucking like punch through him. And they're talking, and he it's it's implied he's going to do it. However. Um, at the same time, like, in, like, one of the panels, it's, like, um, like, a, like, a mental voice, and it's his uncle talking to him, saying, if you do this, you're no better than them. And so he's, he's, like, he's debating. Like, he has Goblin be, like, he's, he's literally debating. But he never gets the chance to follow through. It's never addressed, because at that point, Green Goblin calls in his glider. Now, it is theorized that he could have easily, you know, just ducked with Green Goblin, shoved him out of the way, stopped the glider himself, but he decides to jump. To jump. And, and let it kill him. Exactly. Yes. So, did Green Goblin kill himself, or did Peter Parker kill the Green Goblin? 
that's the thing. I think. <clears throat> okay. This is the fucked up part of me saying her talking, right? But before you do, you should have you should have crippled him, paralyzed him, in. break his fucking spine, just like Bane did to Batman. Oh no! I mean, I take I... out his kneecaps, rip out his fucking fingernails. Well, the worst part is that even after all that, his final words are, and I will attest to this even in the MCU, which is a moment that like brings me to tears today, is uh, Peter, don't tell Harry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, which is even worse because then Harry later becomes the Green Goblin yes. and then that's like his best friend and there's a whole arc with that and uh, it's just like you don't want to become like your father and it's just like uh it, it's the whole it's the whole thing. But um yeah, with him lifting that, uh the the underwater thing like is on self destruct and like it's like bits are collapsing. Oh water's coming in, Peter's about to drown. So he's also doing this in, in like while water's like circling him. And he's, like, thinking of Aunt May, thinking of Mary Jane, thinking of all the people that he won't be able to protect. And it's the same concept of, if I don't do this, who will? And so he, like, you learn, like, he, I, I, there is mathematics behind it. It's a very iconic scene. Um, you can find it. I'm pretty sure if you just searched up, you know, uh, Spider-Man um, say, or, uh, lifting himself out from being trapped underwater after a battle with Doc Ock or something like that. The mathematics behind it are, like, astounding. Like, he... His strength is just... And at this point, like, this is also new for, like, the, the comic creators because they've never seen any attestment to Spider-Man's true strength, and you see it. And him just, like, just literally pushing off of his back and then uplifting with his hands to get out of there to go save the people that he cares about and stop Doc Ock, it's, it's insane. Like, Spider-Man is incredibly powerful. He has once punched Hulk into orbit. Yes, it is like he has done some incredible feats, um, especially when uh, like brought to you know this is like a like a make or die moment. Yeah, I, you could argue adrenaline, but a lot of it is that um, it's also just that uh, when he's going after criminals, Spider-Man pulls back his punches. Yeah. Um. Anyway, but yeah, like he has to go through that, and they they capture like a very similar scene in that moment. This fifteen-year-old kid just just showing like a like, and again, that was like a really big part of the building. Like that was a lot of weight. That's you yeah. literally had a building brought down on you, and did what Captain America basically did in and uh, Winter Soldier. Oh yeah, like yeah. that. That's incredible. And you're fourteen. Yeah. And he's older than you. Oh man. And you're already then, doing that. But then again, Captain America is the pinnacle of fucking human existence. True, but think of it this way. If Spider-Man was that powerful then, imagine how much stronger he's going to be when he's older and his body continues to develop. Well, see, you could also argue that, um, just like a spider, it's going to be proportional to his body. I mean, yeah. Or am I thinking of an ant? I'm thinking You're an thinking of an ant, I was going to say. <clears throat> but, um, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Uh. Um... But yeah, I that that's why that was one of my favorite scenes because I remember that scene in the in, like the original comics and I was just like, damn, like they actually because I don't think many people knew like if you if you were if you're looking for it you notice it, if you don't know about it you don't know about it. Like for the people that read the comics, like, that was just like a really small like little you know nudge tribute, yeah. just like kind of like kind of hidden in there. And uh, then he goes after Vulture, and I I love the plane scene like everything else, and towards and, the end he's uh, still trying to save Vulture. Like I just. And see, like, that's the thing. During the plane scene where he's, um, basically the same concept. Like, I feel like he took that to heart after that point. 
Because it's like, well, I mean, I have to stay on this plane. I have to stop culture. Like, no matter what, I cannot fail. I cannot come off. Why? Because I'll fucking die if I do. So, I, this is on me. Yeah. And just, oh, man. Uh, Dude, I could not imagine being in half those situations. Like, you you could die. Like, that's, that's just, it's insane. And... <sighs> It's just, it's insane, dude. At 15, and he's at, oh, man. He's on a fucking invisible jet. Clinging on to the fucking outside. Trying to fucking fight Vulture. The fucking, what was it that ended up happening? Um, I know Vulture ended up getting a, opening up a chamber on the inside. Having a vacuum sealed. And was it the, um... Well, all those arc reactors were also combustible. Yeah. Like, if all those, I'm sorry, that's like a nuclear bomb going off. And, like, that's the thing, like, where, um, whenever he moved his, uh, little vacuum seal to, um, was that what caused the plane to go down? Oh, no, it was the turbines. Yeah, but because of, yeah. Go, it was because of the engines going out. And just, like, where you see him, like, and this is where you, like, get a glimpse of how intelligent Peter Parker is. Where he just, like, um, shoots a web at one of the little flaps, pulls it up, and starts to rotate and move the plane. Oh, and you're like, well, damn, he must, he has a fucking good understanding of either how planes work, how planes work, or how fucking physics work, and fucking air resistance and shit like that, fucking turbulence and, ah, yeah, and then, um, yeah, but pretty much just moving the fucking plane, and then you see <laughs> him, um, uh, trying to save a vulture, where, um, you know, vulture ends up beating him to a pulp, leaves him on the fucking ground. And he, like, goes for the arc reactors and tries to fly away. And then Peter's like, I'm trying to save you. And then it blows up his, uh, his wingsuit. And then he goes in, takes him out, wraps him up along with all the, like, other items. And then just leaves a note, which I fucking, that's, I fucking love those. The little fucking tributes. Because, like, I remember in, um, Tobey Maguire movies where he would just, like, wrap up the, wrap up the criminals and just leave little notes, um, um, from your na- friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. I fucking love it. And it's, it's a good thing you bring it back up because I remember when this movie was first coming out. Oh, also, I find this funny because uh, the original poster where he's just like, you know, chilling, laying back, he's asleep. I'm being so did ass. Uh, the, I forget if it was like the camera guy or like, um, like I'm pretty sure it was like one of the, like the cameramen or like the, the like uh, one of the producers or whatever, like they were there. And, like, he was just so tired. Because, uh, like, this is his, like, first time being in a film like this. He was just exhausted. He was like, all right, guys, I'm going to go take a little break. And just out. <laughs> and so they see it. And they're like, you know what? This would be like, a really good picture. And so, like, they, they got a pic of it. And then just one thing led to another. And they're no. like, well, this is the poster. <laughs> Damn. That's what yeah. I mean, candid shots, dude. Candid shots are where it's at. Yeah. Which I will say, like, it is very, it is an iconic scene. Like, iconic, uh, what's it called? Um, picture. Like, I really, I really do like that picture for the poster. I'm not gonna lie. But, um, just the fact that, um, at the end of the movie, when Happy addresses, um, Peter, and he said, you know, I have to thank you, kid. You really saved my butt there. I'm, or I don't know what I would do without this job. Uh, Tony has changed my life. Or like oh, and Happy's talking to him? Yes. Oh my gosh. And then you just hear a fucking flush in the background, and the kid comes out, washes his hand, walks out, just looks at them like fucking weirdos, and just like leaves. 
and then, and then Happy's, <laughs> Happy's like, oh yeah, um, but um, I'm gonna let Tony tell it to you, tell you himself. And then Peter's like, oh, he's in there? He's in the stall? He's like, no, he's not in the stall. Mm-hmm. He's, he's upstate. He's like, what do you mean upstate? Like, upstate, upstate. He's like, yeah, upstate, upstate. He's like, no way. And then that's when you see the Avengers facility. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit. And then whenever you hear fucking Tony start talking to him about, like, look, kid, you know, I thought I was wrong about you. But um, that was the fucking word I was looking for earlier, where Tony said that he was wrong about it. Anyway. But um, Tony ended up saying like, "Oh yeah, I thought I was wrong about you, but no, you really proved yourself." Um, Introducing the Iron Spider. Yeah, and then like whenever he was fucking. Um, but he declines it. That's what I was about to get to. Whenever he goes up and shows him like, "Oh yeah, like I made this for you," and you just get the fucking Iron Spider, and then, and then Peter's like, "Oh man." And, and the worst part is that, honestly, like, fuck school. You could. You can have Tony Stark teaching you. Like, yes. that's better than any any public education, like, for real. Like, any private institution. Oh, uh, what's your education background? I mean, I was homeschooled by Mr. Stark. I mean, Tony Stark? Yeah, well, you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, yeah. And then- I went to Yale, MIT, Harvard. I mean, Tony Stark taught me. <laughs> like his son. <laughs> and then whenever you see um, Tony's like, yeah, I just need you to put on that suit. Go in front of the public, and there's just a whole wall of press waiting there. And then he's like, "You know what? I would, but um, no." And then he's like, "Oh, no, because you know, I could get Cappy to get you in the car. You know, you can go, you can go over there, and like, you know, we call it, we call it, but like, are you sure? No, no, you're fine. No, okay, all right, that's fine. Happy, can you please show him out? And he's like, "Yeah, of course." And then, um, he starts walking away, and he's like, "This is a test, right?" Totally a test. Totally a test. Walks away. Pepper comes out. What are we going to do about all these, all these, is he ready yet? And then, and then Tony's like, he said no. And then Pepper's like, what do you mean he said no? He said no. <laughs> they were both befuddled. Yeah. And I then, did not play, I was, in, I was not in control of the situation <laughs> whatsoever. And then Tony's like, not going to, not going to lie. Kid fucking surprised me. He made a fucking adult decision right there. Thing, fucking be- bewildered the fucking both of us, like me and fucking happy, like. And then Pepper's like, um, "Well, what the fuck are we gonna tell them? We, we told them we're gonna have a big, big announcement. Like, what are we gonna tell them?" And then I love this. Tony's like, "Happy, you have the ring." Of course I have the ring. I've been fucking holding this shit for the past thirteen years or something like that. And, uh, and then since two thousand six and or eight. no, since two thousand eight. That's what he said. Yeah, I've been holding on to this since two thousand eight. And then like Pepper's like, no, no, we're not doing this. And then he's like, oh come on, you you know you want to. And then like he's like, oh we'll we'll just, we'll just tell them something. And then they ended up going out. And then um, happy. He up. comes back. Happy, give me the ring. Yeah, and then he. And then, <laughs> And he's like, here the ring, and then Happy's like, here you go. Just flips it to him. He's like, and he just goes out. And just, oh, I fucking Pepper love it. Pepper was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> fucking love it. Oh my god. And um, then the wedding's referenced in end in Infinity War. I love it. I love it so much. I hope Pepper didn't get dusted. I don't think she did. I think it's a dress. That's but never been a confirmed, has it? Eh, the fake scenes and all that. We don't fully know. Uh, and speaking of which, speaking of fake scenes, like. It's basically the same situation as Infinity War. Like, Mark Ruffalo, he didn't know whether the Hulk survived or not. They He had a film scene where he got dusted and a film scene where he didn't, and they didn't know till premiere night. Then who ended up putting it together? The Russo Brothers? Question mark? That's what I'm saying. 
Oh, 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 oh my, okay, my bad. Yeah, I mean, if there was someone else, they'd be like, you open your mouth, you're fucking fired. <laughs> At that point, I would I wouldn't even tell them I'm working. Oh, yeah, I think uh, so-and-so's doing it. <laughs> yeah, talk, talk to him. Don't, don't fucking talk to me. Um, be, Yeah, um, my whole thing... Oh, I have a question for you. Oh, Sorry, what's, what's I, I, I didn't mean to fucking put you off, but... Say someone spoiled Infinity War for me the night before, or the day the you day you open came your out. mouth, I'm breaking your other finger. No, 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 no. I'm just saying this is a, uh, my he buddy brought it up to me. Yeah, no, my buddy brought it up to me because he said. Because no, no, no. Listen, my buddy brought it up to me. He said, "Uh, yeah, this guy ruined Infinity War for me the day or as soon as he came out of the theater." Yeah. I'm sorry, I don't. I will beat their ass. No, but hold up. He said, should I ruin Endgame for him? As payback. What, you, what, is, what is... Yes, yes. Damn. I'm sorry. No. Damn, no, you I'm are ruined. fucking ruthless. Yes. No. Jesus yes, I am. I'm oh. sorry. You, Infinity War until Endgame, that was the biggest Marvel event in... Oh, biggest Marvel cinematic event in history. I'm sorry, you, you ruined that for me? I'll ruin the rest of your goddamn life. I will make sure you never get to be surprised again. Oh, wife's about to give you surprise sex in the morning? No, you're getting to know about it. Oh, uh, you know, uh, birthdays are right? No, you get to know about it. Job promotion? I make sure you know. Alright? Better yet, I make sure that you are getting the job promotion. I hype it up like you are getting the job promotion, only for you to make a fool of yourself and not get the job promotion. I'm sorry. I, no. That, that, that's, I, I have certain lines, Chris. That's crossing it. Do you want to know something? So, if us? you spoiled Endgame for me, I would make sure I spoiled any movie or book that you decided to get invested in. Do, do, you, do you want to know something? So? No, I don't want to know something. Shut your goddamn mouth. Get your do- shut your goddamn mouth. <laughs> I don't fucking trust you. What about me? Do not fucking test me. Whenever you me? say sorry, it means you either regret something or you're not going to do it again. And I do not think that applies in this situation. I didn't say sorry. Yeah, you, did. you said I'm sorry. Well, guess what? I'm not sorry. Fuck you. Where you. I have my hand at the ready, Chris. I know. I'm sorry. You know what? Better yet, I'll break your goddamn glasses. Stan no, Lee's I'll break your not the last glasses. eight minutes of Endgame. I will break your goddamn glasses. Stan Lee's final cameo. Stop This is the last ah. eight minutes of Endgame, Thomas. Ah. I'm not ready for that. I know. Also, we, okay, so. By the way, guys, this is our official list to what the fuck we're bringing into the movies. We're going to drop $40, all right? So, Thank you're going to get a... No. Mm-hmm. Fuck Anubis. No. Uh, please okay. don't Take fuck Anubis. No, no, do you want don't. the 40 or do you want the 40? I want none of it. You, you have to choose 20 or the 40 none right now. None of it. People are <laughs> listening. People are listening, Chris. None of it. People are listening. I 20 or the 40. I want it to be Technically, my mom made. still owes you 60 bucks. Fuck off. If you wanted to do it, you could do it. No. 20 or the 40. I'm just saying. No. 20 hey, or the mom, 40. Chris is in a, hey, mom, Chris is in a bind. He kind of needs that $60. 20 or the 40. <laughs> you know what, Thomas? Funny enough, I thought about it. <laughs> Listen to me. I thought about it because I really wanted to experience it with you. I'm glad you did. Put your hand off my leg. I'm talking about um, South Park. <laughs> Chris, but 20 or the I said, 40. No, Chris, you're better than that. You're fucking better than that. 20 or the 40. Neither. You now, have to choose. You have to choose. Listen, <laughs> this is our fucking official list of what we're taking to the fucking movie theater. 20 or the $40. A $5 bag of Twizzlers. Oh my god. Nah, see, that's not enough for Thomas. A $5 bag of Twizzlers. Snow caps. 
Mike and Ike's. Okay, we gotta give me the Mike and Ike. Give me the Mike and Ike. Give me the Mike and Ike. No, we gotta do the Mike and Ike's that Anubis got for Lawrence. Okay. Mega Mix. Mega Mix, Mike and Ike's. Okay. You can find those at Walmart. Sour Patch Kids. Ooh. Starbursts. Really? Yes. I wish I had the money for. I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna have to call my dad and be like, "Hey, Dad, dollar store." I have five bucks in my account. I have twenty bucks. That's why I'm grateful. I had money earlier, and I was debating if I should save the Easter money for Endgame, but then she was like, no, I wanted you to get dinner with it, so I was like, well, I... No. I'm getting paid. No, I don't care. That's why I don't feel bad. I I kind of... Continue, continue, keep rolling. Get paid at... We're past (laughs) mark. Jesus Christ. A large bag of popcorn, a fucking blue raspberry icy... Yeah, I knew you'd fucking like Uh. that. And... A large Coca-Cola noise. I mean, you can get me for for free. Oh, wait, that's right. Uh, should we just, like, pay somebody to, like, just wait by the door? <laughs> oh, wait, that's right. We're not. <laughs> I fucking get. Um, no, but I was also thinking, what else? What else would you like to bring? Because, uh, what other kind of candy could... Oh. Lifesavers gummies. Okay, those are pretty good. I yeah, but we'll, yeah, uh, we're gonna have to make sure you have like a bottle of water with this too, like a soda oh and the water. Yeah, we're, gonna we're, have to we're have, not getting up. Like we're gonna have to have a bottle of soda, bottle of water, another empty bottle of water, just so that if you have to pee, you pee. Oh, what is that? Okay. No. Well, okay. anyways, well, we weren't uh, done just yet. Yeah. Because uh, actually, um. Oh yeah, something. Tom no, final about. final thoughts because I I can I'm not kidding when I say I can go on for two hours straight about this, oh, <clears throat> which we have, and I can go on for more. <laughs> but um, no, final thoughts is that when Homecoming first came out, and I went to go see it opening opening night as I do, uh, it wasn't just a good experience. I saw a lot of um tribute posts and like you know commentary. Some people were hating. They're like, yeah, Tom's like too young or oh i don't i don't think he's gonna be a good actor point being this is the most accurate representation that we have ever got for a spider-man really spider-man is 14 15 when yeah. he starts out being a superhero this is accurate this is very accurate and um something that i actually reposted was um remember the past or what was it it was um respect the past mm-hmm. embrace the future mm-hmm and that was contributing to the prior Spider-Man movies that we've gotten because Tobey Maguire's Spider-Man like that's what kicked it all off let's be honest Tobey Maguire playing Spider-Man being with Stan Lee that is what kicked off Spider-Man it wasn't this movie it wasn't Andrew Garfield it was Tobey Maguire he kicked it off he made Spider-Man have a name for himself cinematically he did a really good job especially with the technology that they had at the time and Andrew Garfield coming in giving a perspective of Gwen Stacy and getting to know what it was like with Peter Parker's younger life before he headed off to college that was good. It was oh, yeah. like a weird time lapse there, but it was good. I appreciated it. Peter Parker was an amazing spider. Er, sorry, um, Tobey Maguire was, I think, a phenomenal Peter Parker. Andrew Garfield was a phenomenal Spider-Man. They had only one persona, and honestly, Tom Holland has got both yeah. down packed so well. He is the perfect embodiment of it, without a doubt. So, those mm-hmm. are my final thoughts. <laughs> I think it's very interesting. Um, I would love to... S- I am going to enjoy seeing how... To- or how um, Spider-Man is portrayed in the MCU, especially, especially with Mysterio. 
coming up with uh, Far From Home. And uh, just Endgame, just the time lapse between Infinity War and Endgame. Um, try to piece together, you know, when Mysterio comes in and where Far From Home plays. And I think it's going to be great, honestly. To think, what do you think, Thomas? Do you think um, Far From Home is going to be after Infinity War? Or, I'm sorry, after Endgame? Far From Home is going to officially be after Infinity War. It's been confirmed. Or Endgame? After the game, my bad. And it is officially going to be the final movie in Phase Three. Yes. And it was the forty-two that I have. Let me just show you what I have. Please let me play mine first. Ah, uh, All right, I guess you're playing yours first. Oh, Yay! Okay. All right. And by first, I mean only because I'm not playing that after this. All right, oh, three, damn. two, one. Remember, reality is an illusion. The universe is a hologram. Bye, Cole. Bye. <laughs> this has been Tom Foolery with. T and K. And...